Now it's time for the Mercedes in the Morning pre-show, Mix 94.1. Hey, good morning and welcome to the pre-show. It is Thursday, January 4th. Thank you guys so much for joining us as we get things going this morning. Just kind of setting up. Uh, weekend is right around the corner. Those those four-day work weeks are never a bad thing. I, I'm still a day behind, but I think that's a good thing. As opposed to when you're thinking it's like Friday and it's only Tuesday. Yes. Yeah. You kind of, you're, my mindset too, today should be Wednesday, but it's Thursday. So that's a bonus when you finally figured out that you're almost closer to the weekend than you thought. Yes, absolutely. How are you doing this morning? Good. I got to play you something. I was telling Mercedes right before the show started, some real creepy audio has been playing on the radio station and we're, we got some text messages and apparently this audio played New Year's Eve or New Year's Day for like five minutes. And I heard it this morning. It was about 4.50. I'm, I'm here in the studio and it, it just, I'm like, what is that creepy sound? Where is that coming from? And I realize it's coming from the actual radio station. And it's loaded in our system as an Odyssey PSA, which is supposed to be a public service announcement that was put in by the, the, the corporate uh, bosses to play at radio stations across the country. But either it's supposed to be this way or someone put it in wrong. But listen to what played for this morning about two minutes, New Year's Eve for the full four minutes. It's weird. <laughs> How odd is that? Someone's not doing their job around here. And, yes. and what's funny is, like, I I didn't even hear it. It's like, I, <laughs> no one caught this. Like, it, aired, it, it took how long? It took till January 4th for someone to catch it? Yeah, so someone uh, this morning <laughs> saying they heard it on uh, New Year's about 1.30 in the morning. It played, imagine New Year's Day. You're driving home from New Year's Eve celebrations, and you turn on mix, and you hear this. But it, it's four minutes long. That's re- that's really bizarre. So did you stop it? Yeah, it, it played for about two minutes because I kept hearing in the background. I'm like, what is that noise? And I looked over, then then Steph's like, do you hear that? I'm like, yeah, that's coming out of the speakers of the radio station. Yeah, that's that's Isn't that bizarre. creepy hearing that in the morning? It just it, it screams someone did not go over their their job. That's what it screams to be <laughs> incompetence. <laughs> and the fact that it aired and, and, and this is like a national thing. How many other radio stations? Yeah. Is I wonder if I speed it up, it'll make any sense. I'm sure it will. Yeah. I'm sure it, it. Yeah, they just put it in the wrong speed or something. That's bizarre. But hearing that, you wake up, or that's when you, you, the alarm goes off in the morning. <laughs> It's like, what is that? Anyway, that was uh, 4.50 this morning here on the radio nice. station. <laughs> nice. Well, sorry if we freaked anyone out by playing that. I think we uh, we have figured out the problem, and it should not happen again, but make sure you <laughs> let us know if it does. Well, we are so happy to have you guys joining us this morning. Let's get things going. It is time for the pre-show you pick up. You guys get to pick the first song of the show. Do you want to hear Low by Cracker? Here, changes by Tupac. That's just the way it is. Things will never be the same. That's just the way it is. Or do you want to hear Summertime Sadness by Lana Del Rey? You 
can get your votes in right now. You can tweet us at Mercedes in the AM. You can vote on our Facebook page or you can text or call us at 702-364-9400. We will count your votes now and reveal the winner next on Mix 94.1. Coming up next. Coming up next. Mix 94.1. Here we go. You're going to want to hear this. We have more to come this morning on the pre-show. On the way next, is there an outdated product that you still use to this day, even though you don't see them anymore. My mom really needs to leave 1999 behind because <laughs> she still uses this. We'll tell you what it is coming up next. But first, the votes are in and changes by Tupac is the pre-show you pick up. You choose the music. You pick it, we play it. It's Mercedes in the morning pre-show you pick up. Thanks for joining us this morning. I called my mom and uh, last night and I, I check in with her. She lives in Colorado. I check in with her every couple of days. Usually our days are like uh, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Fridays and Sundays. I, I do a little check in and I called her last night as I was driving home um, in the afternoon and I, I, I call and she she doesn't answer and it goes to her answering machine. My mom is still living in 1999 with her answering machine. And don't get me wrong. I get, it's a perfectly capable contraption. But it's just so funny because I get the um, initial like pickup and it's my brother's voice. And he's like, hi, we can't come to the phone right now. But then I hear, hello, hello, hello. And I was the like, mom. Up. And then you know you're being recorded on the answering machine. Uh-huh. I'm like, hi, mom. And she's like, hold on, hold on. And then I hear, she turns it off oh oh, sorry about that hello how are you and I was like mom I go why don't you uh you should get a voicemail instead and she's like oh no this works just fine nobody calls me anyway she goes the only people that call me are you and the telemarketers so I was like okay but it's so funny because she will never get rid of this answering machine until it actually breaks on her do you have an item that is really outdated but you don't care you you keep using it because you love it. She refuses to get rid of her answering machine. Is it your brother from back like in 1999? Is it younger Mario's voice on it? And when he's still a kid, maybe when they first got the answering machine and he was still in the house with your parents and recorded it? Or is it modern day Mario on the outgoing message? I believe it is modern, modern day, day Mario. Okay. I could be wrong. I don't know. Modern day Mario sounds a, very similar to back in the day Mario. <laughs> so I'm not quite sure. But I know uh, my voice used to be on that answering machine. Oh, then and the change And one day happens. Mario is like, I'm going to go ahead and record. <laughs> my voice and I kind of I I felt kind of offended I was like wow you deleted my voice from it and you put your own voice on it and he's like it wasn't anything personal you don't even live here anymore and I was like okay I guess I guess that's acceptable he made his move there's a couple things in my house and there's smaller things but I if I'm sitting at my desk at the house doing work and I need to add up something I've got a, a calculator I don't use my phone there's a drawer, I open it up, and there's a calculator inside. So I use an old school calculator to add things up. And the second thing is my backup alarm. I use my phone to wake me up in the morning, but my backup alarm is an AM, FM alarm clock radio. 
I have one of those, um, it, and it's my backup alarm too in my bedroom. I just I like to have the time. Like we have a a Google Home thing that that displays the time in our bedroom, but it's like too far away, and I have to like twist my head to go look at it. So I have an old school alarm clock just to show the time and as my backup to the backup to the backup alarm. Yeah, exactly. How long is your backup to the backup? Because my backup alarm setting is fifteen minutes. So if I'm getting up at three, my backup alarm is three. 15. I don't know why I said it. I should say it's a 305. I don't know why I'm giving myself a 15 minute oversleep grace period. But how from your last alarm to the backup alarm, what's the time difference? Uh, it's an hour. Is it? <laughs> It'll get That's, you up. If that wakes me up, I'm in big trouble. <laughs> like, why I, don't we need, change I need it? to get my butt out the door immediately. So yeah, that is like worst case. But there's times that I forget to turn it off before I, I leave and it's it's woken up my husband. I feel so bad. I'm like, it's like you forgot to turn off your alarm. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, usually, I just go by the one on my phone. I, and I, I love those old school entry machines too. I remember, you know, having those back in the day and, and coming home and being so excited when you see one message, two messages. Maybe there's four messages and hit play. And I don't think there was a fast forward feature. You literally had to sit through and listen to all the messages. But there was some excitement when you'd come home and see having five messages waiting for you. Yeah, it's. It, it, she said, oh, like if I call and I leave a message and. And I, I call her later. I'm like, hey, you didn't call me back. I left you a message. And then she's like, oh, wait. Oh, the light is blinking. I'm sorry. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's my message. It's Mix 94.1. This is Mercedes in the Morning. Welcome to another episode of Mercedes in the Morning. Show number 1976. And now here's your host, Mercedes and JC. Good morning and welcome to the show. It is Thursday, January 4th at 6 o'clock. Thanks so much for being here with us. We've got an exciting show coming up today. A lot going on. But since it is show number 1976, let's go back to the year 1976. That was a year. A world-changing event occurred in 1976. That was when Steve Wozniak and Steve Jobs founded Apple Computer in Jobs' parents' garage in Cupertino, California. The first computer, reports say, sold for $666.66. In 1976 dollars, that's a ton of money, too. Uh, yeah, but that's weird that they went all sixes. Yeah, it's kind of devilish. <laughs> oh, okay. Couldn't they made it a five or seven at the end? <laughs> In 1976, this was the most popular song. Tonight's the night. Tonight's the night by Rod Stewart. Back in 1976, Happy Days was the most popular TV show, and All the President's Men was the most popular film. This album was released in 1976, and it was, became one of the best-selling albums of all time. Now, notice that I said albums. That record came before CDs even existed. So right? that yeah. just shows you how many copo- copies of Hotel California from the Eagles sold. Speaking of music, in 1976 in Sweden, their most profitable profitable corporation in Sweden was the pop group ABBA. <laughs> that was the best, that was, that was the, the biggest export. corporation in Sweden, the most profitable. Um, the movies to watch in 1976 were Rocky, King Kong, uh, The Bad News Bears, Network, All the President's Men, and A Star is Born. Jimmy Carter was elected the 39th president 
by defeating Gerald Ford in 1976. And this is kind of interesting. In 1976, red dye number two, it, a food coloring that was used in everything from ice cream to makeup, it was pulled from the marketplace after Soviet scientists claimed that there was a potential link between the dye and cancer. And because of that ban, we didn't see red M&Ms from 1976 to 1987. Whoa, that's yeah, a trip. That's when they went away. Also, 1976, Howard Hughes, he passed away at the age of 70. And celebrities that were born in 1976, Ryan Reynolds, Reese Witherspoon, Luke Bryan, and Baby Spice herself, Emma Bunton, born in 1976. I'm loving these two. The fact that there's music now that we recognize when you're talking about the Eagles yeah. and, and Rod Stewart. Have you ever seen the video for that Rod Stewart, Tonight's the Night? He's, uh, he's like dancing around with like seductive, sexy eyes, but it's kind of creepy when you watch it. Oh, gosh. I, anytime I see an 80s or I, I, I've never actually, no, I've never seen that one. I didn't realize there were a ton of music videos from the 70s, but like 80s videos. I watch some of these and I'm like, what were they thinking? <laughs> that was supposed to be cool? Are you kidding me? <laughs> but it's retro. It's it's cool to look back. Wait, so we'll be in the 80s next week. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. This is awesome. It's going to be coming to an end. A lot of people will text and ask, like, hey, what happens when we get to 2024? I know. Well, the, the segment's over. <laughs> That's what happens. Oh. I can't start telling the future. Well, next year in 2025, <laughs> this is what's going to happen. Let's do that. Mercedes starts predicting the future, <laughs> like that old Conan O'Brien bit. We've got a lot coming up here uh, on the show. Mean Girls, the biggest movie of the year coming out so far, and we have passes for you to the advanced screening of that. That happens at 7.30, and, and those are yours when you conquer the Mercedes in the morning mega minute. And up next, we do have what's trending. What do you have for us? This celebrity, just found out she is related to a sports superstar. It's kind of a cool story. That and more coming up in What's Trending. Are you guys ready? Christina Aguilera is trending this morning. The singer, she just kicked off her Vegas residency at Voltaire at the Venetian. And now she's been attacked by the flu bug. She made the announcement in all caps, by the way, which it just was very aggressive, if you're asking me. <laughs> she used to go to down with right? It was all Comes caps loud. on social media. And I was like, why are you yelling at us? I mean, it says... After welcoming, and I'm saying this in a like calm voice, but in my mind, she's screaming this at me. After welcoming all of you to the new year from the stage in Las Vegas, I've been welcomed with a new year flu. I'm sorry to share that my two shows this weekend will be rescheduled while I rest, and I cannot wait to be back on the stage in a few weeks. I'm incredibly proud of this show and grateful for all the support and love after opening weekend. See you soon. You can um, you can get ticket refund information at voltairelv.com if you have tickets for the show this weekend the creative uh the creator of the show said that the flu is definitely going around several members of the cast and crew have been sick he also added that both shows were oversold and fans who had purchased tables or tickets would be refunded if they can't make the rescheduled dates i just i'm trying to find i want to see the all caps because when you see that stuff that's that's it, she'll she'll get better it, and, and yeah. get back at it but yeah all caps anytime you're doing all caps that's, you're screaming at someone it, it, it's just so, so aggressive. And sometimes I'll do all caps if I'm trying to convey some sort of a message. Uh, but And this one saying, hey, guys, I have the flu. I'm really sick. 
it, it sounds like you're, I have the flu! <laughs> <laughs> like she's going crazy over that. I'm so, so sorry to cancel. We, we hope she gets better. Also trending this morning is Sierra. She recently posted a snippet of her appearance in this week's episode of Finding Your Roots. It's a PBS series, and they show celebrities um, their ancestral histories, they discover secrets, they share their reactions with the viewers, and in it, she finds out she is actually distant cousins with former New York Yankees baseball player Derek Jeter. It was kind of cool, her reaction, she's like, what? Derek Jeter. They Some of the celebrity, like, relations are really trippy if you've never seen the show before the host dr henry uh lewis gates jr explained he said to her this is your dna cousin he explained that the two of them have a long identical stretch of dna on their 14th chromosome uh they say that this dna they know derek inherited from his his mother. So his mother's side is somehow related to Sierra's side. That's a trip. And then your discovery was, we had a couple wild discoveries. I've never done like the official DNA thing. I've done a couple family tree ones and, and find a lot of my mom's side with my dad. It's a kind of a dead end until I can sit down with him because he's from Cuba and I need more information from him. But for you, you found out who is it? The Fernandez in your family, a great, great uncle or great, great grandfather. Oh, I don't remember. My aunt, she does this. She does. She did our whole family lineage and found out that we're related to some king from Spain. Um, so that was what we found. But she mentioned, yeah, that there is a Fernandez somewhere in our lineage, but I, I have no idea where. But then also, too, you have royalty in you. You're part with you. There's a king in your family. Yeah, I just said that. I know I'm saying, but oh, you, have, you have royalty then. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I, 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 All the queen is here. Oh, yes, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> Working two jobs like a queen would do. Uh, and then finally, this morning, Sweethearts is trending. Valentine's Day is around the corner, and one new candy just landed. Sweethearts are those little conversation hearts, you know, with the messages like be mine or whatever. This year, they're doing a special version for single people who are all caught up in situationships. Now, if you don't know what a situationship is, uh, they it's defined as a romantic or sexual relationship that is not considered to be formal or established. So it's more than a hookup, but it's not exclusive. It made Oxford's uh, shortlist for word of the year in 2023. It, it only lost to, to Riz. So I guess if you have Riz, you're maybe in a situationship. <laughs> Who knows? But starting next week, they're going to sell these boxes of situationship hearts that look just like the normal candy. Here's the difference, though. They're, they're the words are blurry and they're hard to read. And they say just like Gen Z relationships are hard to read. The press release used the term literal mixed messages. It, in my opinion, they're repurposing the misprints of the hearts that they're the making. That's, that's my that's opinion. Marketing. And, and they're just tossing them in a box and they're like, hey, this is for a situation ship. <laughs> they do go on sale um, at sweetheartscandies.com at six o'clock on Monday morning. And that is what's trending. One, two, three. Uh. 
All right, Janae. Mix 94.1. It's Mercedes in the morning. If you ever want to reach out, make a comment on the show, say hi. We love to hear from you. Our phone number is 702-364-9400. Do you think that certain stores should have age restrictions where people under a certain age cannot go in unless they're accompanied by an adult? This is becoming something, a conversation that is really blowing up on social media right now and the conversation revolves around the store Sephora the makeup store skincare beauty the store is recently become it's it's become a big topic of conversation because a woman put out a TikTok uh back last month and she was talking about how when she goes in there she noticed that there's a lot of little girls in there like an abnormal amount of little girls shopping in Sephora, like overrunning the drunk elephant s- section or the Sol de Janeiro section or the rare beauty or the glow recipe. Like those are the big brands right now with these, these tween girls. And not only is that something that's kind of concerning because those products are not even made for them. Like, you have you have eleven year olds using retinoids on their face, which you don't need. Okay, and they're doing right. like these whole like skincare routines, but apparently they're being really rude in the stores too. And they're they're opening boxes and trying things and putting them back, and the the behavior is just abhorrent. So this has become a conversation. Have, have has anyone noticed that? Uh, do you work at a Sephora? Have you noticed? Uh, a, an uptick in young girls. I, I definitely noticed that. I was at Sephora twice over the break. Every single time the store was packed and the majority of the people in there were little girls. And I remember thinking the same thing, like, what are you getting? We, are, yeah. are you wearing makeup? You're eight years old. <laughs> what is happening? I was at Sephora a couple times pre-Christmas, and it was packed. The one at downtown Summerlin. But I, I didn't really pay attention to the, who was in there. I just knew there was a presence of bodies inside and figured it was packed because everyone was there doing their holiday shopping, Christmas shopping, or whatever. I, I think it's fine if kids are in there or, or teens or whoever, or they're, they're shopping and looking at products. But my mind, the thing is where the crosses the line is when you start vandalizing, opening things up and causing some chaos for the store, store employees, and other customers. If that starts happening, then I don't have a problem with putting some kind of age restriction or limit the amount of people that are inside your store. Once you start disrespecting the people that work there and the products there, that's when I have an issue with it. Well, so many so many people are saying that you should not be allowed to go into Sephora if you're under 16 unless you're accompanied by your parent. And even then, it doesn't always solve everything. What do you guys think? 702-364-9400. Uh, one woman was saying that she went into Sephora. She was looking for the specific um, like mint lip balm and she g- walks over to the section. She sees it. There's one left. She goes to grab it before, but before she can get her hands on it, this little girl, 10 years old, comes out of nowhere and grabs it first. And she looks at her and just like with the confidence of an adult, mm. like I got it first. And the lady's like trying to figure out what just happened. So the girl takes the the lip balm out of there. She puts it on and she goes, "Ooh, I don't like the mint taste. Puts it back in the box and back on the shelf. Oh, that's just lack of respect. Is that, that is, not oh my gosh. the rudest thing ever? It's 
it's it's just and and we're getting a lot of comments here uh someone just said it's because of tiktok all these little girls or influencers they show their skincare routines and lots of teens make skin smoothies with drunk elephant products i know like drunk elephant the fact that they have skincare routines i did not start a skin routine until i was in my (laughs) 20s i didn't start wearing makeup until i think i was like i i started wearing it kind of young like 13 14 but you're right a lot of the these kids are seeing it on social media. Um, this text says, yes, there were there were um, like we are the parents of my 11 year old would not we would not want her to be alone at this type of store. Uh, this one says, I just brought my daughter to Sephora the other night. She's 12 years old. It's all because of TikTok that they're invading stores like Sephora. Should should they put an age restriction on there? I didn't realize it's that out of hand. It's I mean, crazy. When you first kind of mentioned this, I thought you were referring to how last week at downtown Summerlin, there was that shutdown where there was 200 teens, so the whole social media thing. No, no. Teens just went down there to cause, cause chaos and raid some stores. This is just legit girls going in there and being obnoxious over the whole thing. I, I have no issue then with Sephora throwing some kind of age restriction. If yeah, under 16, need to have a parent. And if you're, you know, some innocent 14 year old that's going in to buy you know some mascara or something for the first time that's too bad that these other kids are ruining it for you yeah that's true carol hey good morning what do you think um well i'm actually a vendor at downtown Summerlin, and they say during christmas break or any break the kids wreck all their stores they're left home alone and they get in and they just do whatever they want that's like the place for them to go. And my daughter, she meets her friends down there. And I told her that, like, if you, if I get a call about you, and she's like, Mom, I we don't even really go into the stores. We just kind of walk <laughs> around. And I'm like, okay, good. Um, yeah, that's the thing. But it's uh, it's crazy how I just feel like there's no such thing as a tween anymore. Have you noticed that? You it's like go you, from little kids your to baby these, uh... child, and then you're a teenager, and. I think that tween phase is so important. It's like that transition. Like, remember Justice? You don't remember Justice. Steph, do you remember the store Justice? Of course I remember that store. And, or, or, like, um, what was the other one? Limited 2? Yes, Limited 2. That the, was, like, the perfect tween store. It was like a transition store. It's like you went from the baby stuff, but you and you weren't in the teen stuff yet. You kind of were making that. There's no stores like that anymore. They're all gone. Didn't Justice shut down, right? Justice yeah. went out of business. Or maybe it's still available online with the actual physical stores. They're not there anymore. And I think like sto- those kind of stores were so important for girls to kind of make that transition. Now it's like, okay, I'm wearing, um, you know, my baby clothes, and now I'm like in hoochie mama booty shorts. <laughs> like, what the Where's the training bra? <laughs> yeah. It's time for the Hot 3 on Mix 94.1. The Hot 3, it's brought to you by Best Mattress. Did you guys see... Judge Mary Kay Holthus get attacked yesterday. Holy cow. Oh, my. So scary. That was so terrifying. It happened in a Las Vegas courtroom yesterday. Deobra Delone Redden, he appeared in a court case where he was arrested for allegedly attacking someone with a baseball bat. So he asked the judge, uh, Mary Kay Holthus, for leniency saying that he was not a rebellious person and he's a person who never stops trying to do the right thing no matter how hard it is. Okay. Um, So the judge made it clear that she intended to sentence him to some jail time. 
he started yelling out expletives and literally feet, both feet off the ground. Like, a, I don't know what. Like a pro wrestler. Like a flying squirrel. Yes. Um, jumped on the judge. He's now facing multiple felonies, including battery on a protected person. If you haven't seen the video, uh, the guy clears the uh, the bench, too. And lands on the poor judge. And uh, kudos to the guy. To If you're looking at the video, there's a guy to the right. I don't know if he's a clerk or who he is. This guy immediately, he, he jumps in action and pulls this guy off the judge and restrains him first. And then the bailiffs finally get up to the guy. So whoever was that guy to the, to the left of the judge, to the right on the screen, he steps in action right away to pull this guy off the judge. It was crazy. Like the, but, but the first thing is first. He should have never made it there. No. How the heck did he make it there? And then his lawyer is just standing there the whole time. I'm like, this is your client. Like, what are you doing? And then the two guys on, that were um, on the side when they kind of subdue him and like one's just punching, 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 but he's not even like connecting. I'm like, what are you doing? That was that, That's the guy in the suit. That was yeah. like the clerk. Well, there's like, two of them oh, there. Okay. Yeah. yeah, one guy's, but the, you're, you're right, Mercedes. As soon as the, that guy stands up and makes a move, he should have been immediately taken down. That was, that. that is really there's no explanation for that. He should have never made it even close to the bench. No. And why, you know, how does that happen? Because in my mind, and the judge is kind of watching. You see, you see her kind of lean back for a second. She's probably thinking, okay, he's up. He's about to make a move. I'm surrounded by bailiffs who are going to step in and take the guy out, but he's able to clear the bench. Oh, my gosh. Nothing but air, as you said. It comes c- comes full weight down on the poor judge behind the uh, behind the, the bench and everything. It's madness. Yeah, that uh, the, the judge is okay. She was injured, uh, but she did not go to a hospital. I guess one of the other guys involved did go to the hospital. Um, ob- obviously, he's going to be okay, too, but it, just a scary thing. That... There is no reason for that. Uh, we just got a text about this. Hold on one second. Da, 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 da. Okay, it says, I have to stay anonymous. I won't say why. Um, the guy in the suit was her law clerk. He absolutely saved the judge. The district attorney um, also jumped in to help save the judge. The defense attorney was standing at the bench doing nothing. Yes, he's just standing there watching the whole thing. I couldn't believe it. It says he didn't even tell his client to stop, which I don't think is okay. Exactly. The poor marshal got seriously injured, which is why you don't see him on the video. Thank God it didn't end up worse than that. Scary day for sure. Yeah, I... I'm glad everyone is okay, and the people who stepped in, you're heroes. You think about what could have happened. Mm-hmm. Think about that. That's terrifying. But why was the guy's attorney just standing there like he's got some free show? There's no reason. He at least say like, "Stop! What are you doing? You're making it worse." Like, talk your client down. It was ridiculous. Or if if I'm the attorney and you're st- you're standing right next to that person and they stand up, or maybe they already are standing up. And they start to make a move. Isn't your first natural instinct to grab at the person to yes. stop them from lunging and hurting another person? Uh, you're, they're arguing to put them on probation. This is not a good argument. Uh, your Honor. Uh, <laughs> not happening. I rest my case. <laughs> um, gosh, yeah. So that was that was the huge story yesterday. It's national. It's on TMZ. Yeah. It's, it's a it, national it, story. It, it's, it, it was on the nightly news. I mean, it's oh, not it? just t- TMZ. It's all over the place. So that was the big one. That and the Jeffrey Epstein documentary. <laughs> 
documents <laughs> story. Yeah. Those documents were released. Uh, it, it's going to shed a lot of light on those associated with the late sex offender Jeffrey Epstein. 187 John Doe's were among those listed, including names that were, conf- you know, some of them confirmed with the flight logs on board his, um, his plane called the Lolita Express. Some of the names that were mentioned reportedly how there's over 150 names uh, that have been associated with the disgraced financier, uh, including former President Donald Trump, former President Bill Clinton, Britain's Prince Andrew, some other notable names mentioned in the first batch, Michael Jackson, uh, lawyer Alan Dershowitz, David Copperfield, Stephen Hawking, Al Gore, um, Kevin Spacey. So I think we're going to hear a lot more on this. The Lolita Express, was that the real name of his plane or is that just the name that people gave that after the fact? Because I think it, that's what they gave it after the fact. Okay. I think that, oh, wait. after the fact. Okay. Um, oh, no, wait. On board. No, it was called that. Because if I'm about, I got a buddy or something, I know his background. He's like, hey, let's go to my private island. I'm like, oh, okay. How are we getting there? On my plane, the Lolita Express. Red flag number one right there. Yeah, that's probably saying that there's a lot of no good happening. Yeah, there's, yeah that's just to me, that's a that, that's red flag number one when it comes to uh, flying to someone's private island. Do they island. have a frequent flyer program? Is there a lounge I get to go to about that one? <laughs> the Lolita Express. <laughs> I had no idea that's what his plane was called. It's so disturbing. Yeah, really disturbing. All right, finally this morning, Britney Spears, she's making it really clear she's never returning to the music injury or industry that uh, Singer took to Instagram last night. And she was clapping back at some recent reports that she was teaming up with Charlie XCX to make some new music. Everyone was saying, oh, Charlie XCX is writing a bunch of new music for Britney Spears. She says, just so we're clear, most of this news is trash. They keep saying I'm turning to random people to do a new album. I will never return to the music in- industry, she says. When I write, I write for fun or I write for other people. For those of you who have read my book, there's loads you don't know about me. Another uh, little nugget of info from the post was her explaining how she's written over 20 songs for other people during the past two years as a ghostwriter. So Britney's writing stuff for other music's people. Out there, yeah. I, I wonder, you know, who it is, what it is. But she says, yeah, it's not happening. So don't get too excited. Now, coming up here next, I'm kind of embarrassed about what we're to get into. <laughs> You're embarrassed about it? I am. Oh, (laughs) now I know why. (laughs) I would know if I had been to your house before. I've never seen your house. That's why I don't have anyone in my house, Mercedes. Mix 94.1. It's Mercedes in the morning. It's 7.03. It never ceases to amaze me what people will get in debates about. It's it's so funny. And there's a girl who is being like canceled right now because she put a video out about... This item in many households that she says looks cheap, means you're poor, is outdated, and people were like, excuse me? They were coming after her, showing their homes and how, you know, they're, they're doing very well with their brown cabinets. She went off on brown cabinets and how... If you have brown cabinets, you're poor, you are 
your house is ugly. <laughs> she just she went on on this Why? whole rant about brown cabinets, and now people are showing like their million dollar homes with their brown cabinets. Oh, are like, they? Okay. Really? Do I look poor? Because look at my brown cabinets. <laughs> are they dark brown or light brown? Because we have we have according to this girl, we've got the poor people cabinets. We've got the light brown cabinets, and our house was built in two thousand and five. So it's not like it's a, a house from the eighties that just never updated the cabinets. It was built in two thousand five. Whoever bought the house the first time and picked out the cabinets went with the light brown, the exact cabinets I've seen in these videos on TikTok, and we we have them in our kitchen. Yeah, it just and I and I know people say they're dated when you see them, but I like them. They they fit the tile that that's in our kitchen. Um, they fit the cabinets in our bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> My wife, on the other hand, Laura wants to change. She 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 just wants to to freshen things up, and that conversation has come up many times. But it's it's not cheap redoing a bathroom, redoing a kitchen, redoing anything in your house. You can paint your cabinets. We we've talked about that. We've talked about it. Do we want to go into that process and repaint them? If so, what color? Uh, but then I don't know. The color needs to match because right now the cabinets match the tile of the floor, like the the color of the tile of the floor. So that's, Do you have to match the tile of the color. It's, of the it's floor? like a nice fit. I think if we went with like a white cabinet or something, it might not match like the tile because the tile is like a like a light brown tile. Well, I have like brown floors, like brown wood floors, mm. and I have white cabinets. I think it looks fine. It look I don't. I don't think they have to match. Um, I used to have brown cabinets. What do you guys think? Like, what's the thing that you see in someone's house and you're like, uh, or do you do you agree with this? Do you think that there's a brown cabinet stigma? Do you have them? Do you love them? Do you hate them? Uh, 702-364-9400. We used to have uh, brown cabinets. They were the dark brown. They were like really dark brown. So much so like that it just made our kitchen look so dark. And I just was not a fan. And and I felt like they looked a little dated. And that's when we did our whole like kitchen overhaul. And now we have white cabinets. And I like them. But you know what? The white cabinets will be dated in a, in a few years, too. And then we're going to go back to brown. Everything is cyclical. So it's like it's so easy to just look at something like that's dated. Well, it, everything's going to be dated at, at some point. So, I mean, I, when I see the br- brown, my mom has brown cabinets and she's had her brown cabinets for a very long time and they look very dated, but there's a, there's also a charm to them. I, I think it looks, you know, homey. And I think there's pros and cons to everything. It's your personal preference. That's where you live. No one else is living in your house. So who cares? Exactly. Amen. Preach on, Mercedes. <laughs> I like this. Anyone, though, have those those light brown cabinets? And have you seen this TikTok, um, the haters coming at it? And where do you stand with the whole thing? <laughs> are you a fan of your light brown cabinets? Are you planning on making Brown cabinets are pretty ugly. <laughs> 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 this one says, okay, so I'm not a fan of brown cabinets, but it does not make somebody cheap or poor because cabinets cost the same no matter what color you get exactly yeah at least i got cabinets yeah <laughs> uh, th- this one says tile kitchen counters that's your sign like that you look at someone's house and you're like oh they've got the tile kitchen counter oh is that bad too well the, according to this person, person yeah that's the thing that jumps you know, out instead of like what um like the quartz cat or the quartz countertops or something like that uh someone said popcorn ceilings i think we can all agree <laughs> popcorn ceilings no 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 <laughs> we were we, we had to stay at a hotel once with the popcorn ceilings and i was like oh gosh where are we <laughs> that's a sign you need, you need to change hotels you're lying to bed for the first time and look up at the ceiling like oh no and they have like those sparkles too that look like little stars <laughs> that reminds me of my grandma's house <laughs> it's Mix 94.1. It's Mercedes in the morning. Turn it up.
We're getting you back to Vegas's best variety and Mercedes in the morning. Faster. Mix 94.1. We've got the Mercedes in the morning mega minute coming up here in about five minutes or so. And when you conquer that, you're going to get advanced screening tickets to go see the new Mean Girls movie. I, I, I'm sorry. I just still can't believe that whole judge situation. Just watching it on TV now. Like, if you miss that judge that got attacked yesterday in the courtroom here in Las Vegas, it's just... It's just unbelievable. There's so many different layers that. Uh, yeah, including... I'm so sorry. I'm so distracted by it. No, the attorney that uh, let it, like just kind of watch his client do that. The law clerk. We now learned the guy. If you're watching the video to the right of the judge, it's her law clerk. How quickly he steps in to rip the guy off the judge and immediately tries to restrain him before the bailiffs get over there and start pulling the guy down. Yeah, it was Judge Mary K. Holthus, and she's she's okay. She was injured, but she did not have to go to the hospital. And uh, yeah, her law clerk helped her. The, the guy, the defense attorney, just standing there is what gets me. I'm so annoyed. Would you that. make a move? I, I would make a move. Something. Do something. Take some oh. kind of action to protect the judge and restrain your client at the same time. Yeah. It's it. What a scary situation. If you're in a situation like that, do you just like freeze up? Is that happens where you're. Like, have you ever been in a situation where something was just going down in front of you and you didn't know what to do? You were like, uh, and you couldn't move because I just feel like it, it's fight or flight response, right? Yeah. I just feel like my fight instinct would kick in. And I say that now, but uh, I, I just feel like I would do something to try to prevent. And the fact that that one guy just stood there, maybe he was just freaked out. I don't know. Well, I think knowing you for as long as I've known you, I think if you're the attorney, you're pro- you're going to make a move. You're going to do something to to grab the guy or at least at least make some kind of move. You might not be quick enough to stop the person, but at least you're making some kind of move. And I think in my mind, too, if you're the law clerk, Mercedes, and that guy jumps, clears the bench, jumps over the bench, in my mind, you're making some kind of move to, to, to help her or Stop the guy from hitting her. Yeah, I I mean, I think, and I would say the same about you. One thing I, I do notice with you is you you go into fight or flight response quickly. And, and I like that. Like, uh, there'll, there'll be a situation where, um, like, someone will be outside and when we're coming in in the morning. And you're, like, literally just, I'll go, someone's out there standing. And not only will you go look, but you'll go walk out there and ask what they're doing. <laughs> like, I'm just standing there kind of watching, like, just to see. You're like, hey, what do you need? What are you doing? I'm like, oh, my gosh. You you go and confront things, and I like Thank that. Thank you. you Thank know? you. Um, that makes me happy you say that. Thank S- you. Someone just texted us saying that defense attorney was in complete shock. He didn't just stand there. We're, we're going based off of someone who was in that courtroom yesterday, and they had texted us earlier stay, saying that um, the defense attorney was standing at the doing nothing he didn't even tell his client to stop which i don't think is okay the poor marshal got seriously injured which is why you don't see him on the video so we're just going based on what was there and you're right they the defense attorney could have been in complete shock we won't know unless we hear from the actual defense attorney we can all speculate as much as we want i'm sure at some point we will hear from the defense attorney (laughs) i'm I'm just thinking too i remember one time we we kind of pulled in at the same time and there was like a random mystery car that was parked at the entranceway and i immediately stopped my car threw it in reverse and face the mystery car and threw my high beams on to see if there's you you confront things and I I like that it, it actually it way. makes me it, not always I mean if I see it happening I will do something but you are proactive you you before anything can happen you go in and find out what's going on which I love and it, it makes me feel safe for sure when I'm around you so I appreciate that or if we're somewhere and I get a bad vibe for someone 
I notice like you'll stand in between us. You'll let go and you'll make sure that you're in between. And and that's just it's noticed and it's appreciated. I love it. Yeah, I appreciate it. It means a lot to me. Thank you very much. Except when you come and attack me, then that's a different (laughs) thing. (laughs) Just kidding. That's why Mercedes is behind a glass. (laughs) What do you say about my brown cabinets? I did not say anything. I defend the brown cabinets. You like what you like. You did. You actually gave me some great ideas on an easy fixes for my light brown cabinets. Well, here we go. It's now time for the Mercedes in the morning mega minute. That's right. This is your chance to try and answer 10 questions in 60 seconds. It's been done before. We want to see. We haven't had a winner yet in 2024. So will you conquer the mega minute? First one of the new year. Up for grabs, we have four tickets to the advanced screening of Mean Girls at the AMC Town Square 18. It's happening next week, courtesy of Paramount Pictures. And if you want to go, try it. Try to conquer the mega minute. 10 questions, 60 seconds. Caller 20, you are in 702-364-9400. It's time for Mercedes in the Morning's Mega Minute. We have our contestant on the line. It's Andrew. Good morning, Andrew. How are you? Good morning. Good. How are you? Really good. Are you ready to try and conquer the Mega Minute? I'm ready. Okay, yeah, get ready. We it, it starts quickly. We've got these mean girls. Um, advanced screening passes up for grabs. Andrew, you'll have 60 seconds to answer 10 questions correctly. If you get a question wrong or pass on a question, we'll come back to that question at the end. And the game starts now. Deep dish pizza is associated with what city? Chicago. Yes. What is the name of the lizard that can change its colors? Million. Yes. What does a sommelier specialize in? Wine. Yes. In which U.S. state is Area 51 located? Nevada. Yes. What body part does the term phalanges refer to? A fingers. Yes. Bump, set, and spike are terms for which sport? Volleyball. Yes. What country is Peppa Pig from? Oh, I don't know. Want to pass? <laughs> Pass. Bono is the lead singer of which band? You too. Yes. Which actor starred in Mrs. Doubtfire and Patch Adams? Robin Williams. Yes. How many members does the group BTS have? Five. Incorrect. Which country is Peppa Pig from? Australia. Incorrect. How many members does the group BTS have? (laughs) Seven. Yes. Peppa Pig Pig is from the UK. Oh, Oh, Andrew. (laughs) Man, I mean, you had so much extra time. You were just like, boom, boom, boom. And those two darn questions got you. Oh, Andrew, I'm so sorry. Hang on the line. Thank you for trying. That was was such an amazing effort. He would have had it. He was on fire. Any other questions than those? Oh, he would have had it. Peppa the Pig. Peppa. Oh, well, that means that caller 20, you are going to win these four tickets to the advanced screening of Mean Girls at the AMC Town Square next week, courtesy of Paramount Pictures. Caller 20 gets them. 702-364-9400. Mix 94.1. It is 732 Mercedes in the morning. We are getting tons of... uh, 
texts about Peppa Pig and how our poor contestant will never forget where Peppa Pig is from again. Oh my that gosh, so close with oh. the Mega Minutes. Um, pet owners and Mercedes, you once had two dogs as well, Max and Molly. I've been doing something that I thought was normal, and every single dog owner did this as well, but I'm, I'm hearing and seeing more people say nope to this. Did you do this, or your dog owner, do you do this right now? With Jax and Zoe, every night, I take their dog bowl that they eat the food out of and their water bowls, or four bowls total, put them in the dishwasher with our regular stuff, and wash them. I've, I've done this ever since we had Lily, our first dog. Thought nothing of this. But a lot of people are saying not to do that at that is very nasty, mixing your dog germs and everything else inside there with your regular dishware, your silverware, your glasses, and everything else. I thought that was a normal thing. Apparently, a lot of people are saying nope to that. Um, I I didn't, but the only reason was is uh, my dog bowls, they were not dishwasher safe, so we had to wash them all by hand. Um, but what what's the problem in that? Doesn't everything get sanitized in there? What's the argument against it? I, I don't see anything... Uh, that's that big of a deal. I thought it was the same thing. I'm thinking the same thing. That's a very normal thing. It's super hot water inside that dishwasher. There's soap inside that dishwasher, killing all kinds of germs and bacteria. But some people say, no, that's just nasty to wash your, your doggy bowls with your bowls. Steph, do you wash them separately or do you put them in the regular washer? Well, I don't use a dishwasher. I don't think I know how to use a dishwasher in general. But if I had one, I don't see why that would be a problem. Because if, let's say, if you were feeding your dogs like raw meat that's a different story but you don't do that right mm. well you let's say you make dinner and you use raw meat and you put that in there yeah, like, why, yeah. how's it different well because it's raw like they they don't eat some some dogs will eat raw meat like straight up off the bone right so i'm, I'm thinking like it would be fine wait so if you had a dishwasher so because uh, going off a of mercedes thing if i'm making uh some kind of chicken dish yeah. ground chicken i put it in a bowl and i mix all this the seasoning and spices and everything mm. and i take the chicken and put it in the pan and i just take that bowl rinse it out real quick but then i throw it in the dishwasher yeah. and there's still raw meat residue on that bowl that's true yeah i don't see why there would be an issue regardless i don't think it's a problem i would say that's normal but I, I i think that what's a bigger problem is that um i have put like socks and baseball caps in my dishwasher before <laughs> <laughs> and haven't you like cooked salmon in your dishwasher no before? i've never done that oh. but i've seen that i've seen that um yeah when my husband wanted to shape a baseball cap and he had one of those little baseball cap thingies and you put it in the dishwasher and uh, I, I mean i didn't put dishes in there with it it was only a cycle for the hat but yeah i've done that before i don't know i think if you're gonna let your dog kiss you on the mouth then the dish in the dishwasher should be a thing right probably okay someone just texted it said uh jc i have a big german shepherd who, who is very slobbery and all you have to do is use some anti antibacterial dish soap and hot water to clean the bowls this one says i have a separate sponge for dog utensils yes i think the sponge that's a little different because you're touching them. Yes. I I think that's a good one. And yeah, hot water, eh, it kills everything. But Mercedes, you brought up a great point with the hat and everything in the dishwasher. You can do that to mold it, but make sure there's nothing else in there. Because when I was in college, I didn't have a washer and dryer in my apartment. I just got tired of walking down to the laundromat to do my laundry and paying the money and everything. So I remember putting my socks. I just needed clean socks. So I put them in, ran the dishwasher, but I had regular stuff in there. And so, obviously, the socks, that material just caught all the food. So, when the dishwasher was done, I opened it up. And the, my socks had, like, there's meat on it. It was just nasty. Nasty. What? Why would you put your socks in with your dishes? It was, I was in college. What kind of blockhead were you? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Why would you do that? I wanted to save a trip. <laughs> oh my! God. I, I mean, putting the socks in there is one thing, but you put them in alone, not with your dirty dishes. Yeah, I know. Oh my gosh! <laughs> what kind of blockhead are you? Vegas is best. It's time for the Hot 3 on Mix 94.1. The Hot 3 is brought to you by Best Mattress. Yesterday we were talking about the Jimmy Kimmel, Aaron Rodgers feud. And Jimmy Kimmel has threatened war against the NFL quarterback over claims he made that connected the host to the late disgraced uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Well, now the host of the show that kickstarted this whole feud, he's apologizing for the whole mess. We're talking about Pat McAfee. He's the host of the Pat McAfee show. And um, he has Aaron Rodgers on his show every week. And he, he's speaking out now. He's saying, we obviously don't like to be associated with anything negative ever. We'd like to our show to be an uplifting one, a happy one, a fun one. He He claims that the that they were rolling on two hours of sleep following Monday night's Rose Bowl, and that was partially to blame for the whole conversation with Aaron Rodgers to go where it did. After uh, after Kimmel went after Aaron Rodgers on social media, McAfee apologized for being a part of it. He said he could see why he was fired up. He says, I, I can understand why Jimmy got incredibly upset. I definitely completely understand that, especially with his position listen to the clip of aaron Rodgers, and you can hear as he's saying it like the host realized that aaron is, is is stepping in something and they don't want to be associated with it a lot of people including jimmy kimmel are really hoping that doesn't ah, <laughs> all right if that list comes out i definitely will be popping popping some sort of bottle and they're like, all right, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> how's the weather <laughs> do you watch the golden bachelor I have not. I've, I've just from what we've talked about it on the show, uh, but I'm not following along. A lot of people watch it. Tonight's yeah. the two-hour special, The Golden Bachelor Wedding. They're getting married. He's found love. He found love, and uh, I think the person performing the ceremony was a former contestant, if I'm not mis- mistaken. So it's going to be a whole little uh, wedding tonight if you're a big Golden Bachelor fan. Well, good for him. I mean, the story we, we knew of the guy, what his wife passed away many, many years ago, and he never truly found love after the fact, and... He's on the show. He looked like a nice guy. And good for him if this is truly love. Well, um, are you questioning it? Whoa. If this is truly How love? many people on that show what have gotten married? Just, how many people are still married? The first couple, right? Tristan and Ryan are still married. But how many people have just... She's a, she wasn't the first. She was the first ba- bachelorette. But there was a she was a bachelorette that didn't get picked on The Bachelor. Oh. Yeah. Who was the... Do you remember who the first Bachelor was then? Was it Andrew something? Andrew Wasn't Firestone? He, yeah. He was like a wine guy or something. Wasn't he the fir- no, first... No. He was a little bit later, I thought. Because then you have... Uh, I'm I'm well aware of the early days of the Bachelor because Andrew Firestone... Remember Bob Guinea? No. Bob Guinea was the contestant. Everyone fell in love with Bob. Bob then became one of the Bachelors. Alex Michael was the first Bachelor. Then Aaron Berge, then Andrew Firestone, then Bob Guinea. Bob Guinea. Yeah. So the Golden Bachelor, if it's if it's really love. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if I'm cynical over The Bachelor. <laughs> I know. I think a lot of people are. So that is on. And then finally this morning, please explain this to me if you were a part of this chaos. One of my girlfriends was. The Winter Pink Starbucks by Stanley Cup, it's only available at Target. And... 
yesterday was a chaotic day if you were trying to get one. It's a 40-ounce Stanley cup, and it's the third product released between Starbucks and Stanley. Many stores are sold out of it. They say to keep looking, though, that it, sometimes you, you'll get lucky. So yesterday, so many people were in line at Target's waiting for them to open so that they could get themselves one of these limited edition Starbucks by Stanley cups. Uh, if if you look on some of the third party seller sites, you're looking at one hundred and fifty dollars for one of these. It, it it's originally retails at forty nine ninety five. People are selling these online. Did anyone get up early yesterday? to get one of these new Starbucks uh, Stanley Cups. My girlfriend went to Target. She got there at 5.30. She was waiting for them to... I think they opened at 7. I can't remember what time they opened. She said there was already a line there when she got there. And she looked on the Target app to see how many they were going to have in stock. Mm -hmm. I can't remember how many they were. So she went into the line and counted how many people. She determined, okay, I should be able to get one if they have this many. So... The doors open. They all run in. They all find them. And she just wanted one. She wasn't trying to steal, you know, the whole shelf. But the first lady was like grabbing like three or four. And everyone's like, come on. So finally, they guilted the lady into only taking the one. But she got her Stanley Cup. Well, good for her. There's news reports of people getting trampled over these things. And then I think this adds to the chaos because Starbucks said... We are seeing an enthusiastic response to the Starbucks Stanley Quencher, and many stores have sold out. It will not be restocked. So people are like, we need to get this cup. But also, in my mind, it's just a cup. People love their Stanleys. Stanleys is the they're the new hydro flask. Uh, I did, would the hydro flask community get this crazy over cu- a cup? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. What say you? But I will say that I saw so many TikToks of fights happening there was one tiktok of this guy who just decides he's gonna go cut the line he he literally there's a line around the target for these cups and he goes to the very front like i didn't know you guys were a line and i thought he was gonna get the beat down of a lifetime from all these women who started <laughs> circling him would you would you go through that madness to get one of those cups not me but i, I i'm not a big stanley girl i think okay. i think they're super cute i love them but they're just a little too big for me to lug around all day they it's do like, huge it, it's like a literal stanley cup like <laughs> the hockey one they're just so big Gigantic. it's mix 94.1 this is mercedes in the morning It's Mercedes in the morning. We were just talking about the Golden Bachelor. Tonight is the big wedding between Gary and his uh, fiance, Teresa. Is that who he's marrying? No, wait. Yes, Teresa. I I didn't watch the show, so I don't really know. But everybody's talking about it. So they're getting married. An interesting fun fact. The person performing the ceremony, doing the nuptials, is one of the women who was trying to win susan she is performing doing the ceremony for them she actually she regularly officiates weddings she's been she was ordained back in 2011 so she can she can do everything she can baptize she can do funerals she does weddings she says she takes it very seriously and she since jerry's her buddy she says and teresa's her girlfriend why not do you think she is cool with that i think so 
I, I, she's been uh, hoping to win this guy's heart. She doesn't win this guy's heart, and now she's going to marry Teresa and the man that she had. Uh, she was lusting for. I think that at the end of the day, now she's going to get more marriage gigs. So Good point. This was probably all a Her business end game, plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's just if we're being critical about the Golden Bachelor. But it's, how hard is it to become an ordained minister? I mean. I, from what I understand, you can just go online and, and do it in five minutes, right? And then all of a sudden you can start marrying people? Yeah. You can legally marry people? Steph, James is an ordained minister? James is an official ordained minister. He can marry for any upcoming weddings. You can hire him. James is her husband. Okay. Wh- how did this happen? When did this happen? And has he done any weddings before? So he actually just became an ordained minister last night. Online. <laughs> you can, Did he watch the Golden Bachelor and think I could do that? <laughs> he said, oh, I'm inspired. No, no, no. The reason why he's an ordained minister is because our best friends, he's marrying them in a couple weeks. So he said, oh, my gosh, I got to become an ordained minister. So our best friend said, here's the link. So he goes on the link. He says, ULC.org. You log in and it says all of these tabs. Become a minister and officiate a wedding. And so he's clicking on those. He puts in his information. He says the state he's going to marry them in, which is in California. And now he's an ordained minister in California. Easy as that. Got the certificate in an email. And it says his full name, credentials of ministry. And he's going to be an ordained minister. Wait, wait, where? what church is this through? Is this through a church? Yeah, it's through Universal Life Church. That's their thing. I had uh, my buddy Gil, when he got married, he, I was his best man. His uh, his wife, Albany, had uh, a maid of honor. And then they had our other buddy, Mike, go to the same church to become an ordained minister. And he was the one that married him. And that was it. They wanted they wanted a friend that was close to them that wasn't the best man to still be involved in the wedding and marry the two. And he went through the whole thing, got the same certificate, and did a very nice little... We were kind of worried would Mike throw some curveballs? What's he going to say? But he played it on the straight, uh, up and up, and delivered a nice little uh, little wedding. I think they even have a script in there. Something for to you. follow. I think so. Yeah. yeah. And then also you can print out your certificate and have a parking pass. You could have like all these licenses. You get a parking pass, but you got to buy it. That's an extra fee. Oh, oh yeah. But you can use it anywhere. I, I guess so. Oh, At T-Mobile can, Arena. I was just going to say, <laughs> if I want to go to any of the places on the strip, hey, I'm an ordained minister. I should be allowed here. Uh, minister. Mercedes, welcome. Yes, your parking is right here. That's a trip. So, I, I, a quick observation because this is something I noticed that you do when you talk about your friend Steph. And is this the couple? Is this the same sex couple that you're talking about that are getting married? Yes, that's the couple that we went to the bachelor party in Cabo. Okay, and you say they're your best friends. Yes, they're our best friends. Okay, Jessica, who you're in her wedding, you've referred to her as your best friend. She's also my best friend. Can you have more than one best friend? I think you can have more than one best friend. I don't think you can have, like, more than five. I think that's my opinion. But isn't, like, best implying, like, this is the one. This is the best friend. And then the rest are just friends. I And I'm, I, I, I've done this before, too. That's why I ask. And I've had someone that, like, how can you have more than one best friend? And I'm like, I don't know. I just do. You can have more than best, more than one best friend, but is that the cap? You only have, is that the number five? And remove, I guess you count your spouse as one of them, but you can take the spouse out of the equation. 
Yeah, you can have more than one best friend. You I can. For sure think yes. you can have more than one best. It's not fair if like we connect at the same. Like let's say if there's three of us, we're the three best friends. Everyone can have. I think we all have the same type of compatibility. It's the same best friends. Who are the two guys that are getting married? Anthony and Jonathan. And you're a friend. J- Jessica. Jessica. Yep. So you have Anthony, Jonathan, Jonathan, and Jessica. You guys are on a boat. It's sinking. You guys want a little party cruise. Let's really find out who the best friend yeah, is it, now. It's sinking. You can only say there's one life vest. You can only save one person. I'm saving myself. No, no you're, you're safe. You're, you can only save one oh, person. I'm saving Jessica because I know that she can't swim. <laughs> <laughs> she needs a life vest more than so anyone. now we know who's the true best friend. Exactly. <laughs> Jessica. Get engaged Do you remember the first time we played that song on the radio? Uh, Kind of. I remember hearing the first time going, this song is like, nah. I love that song It's now. so beautiful. It is so good. It is so good. Uh, it's Billie Eilish off the Barbie soundtrack, What Was I Made For? I, I'm telling you, we were just having a conversation off the air. That is the adult version of being picked last for gym class, what I was just telling you. Are you comfortable explaining this to everyone on the air, yeah. telling this story on the air? You know, when you grow up, you think, okay, good. I don't have to deal with any of the stuff I had to deal with as a kid. And one of the most traumatizing things that you can go through as a kid is being picked last for gym class. When they're making teams and they are going back and forth, picking, 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 and you're the last one. That is a terrible feeling, is it not? Have you ever been picked last? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, I have, yeah. I have too, and it feels terrible. So when you're an adult, you think, okay, I'm never going to have to go through that again. Thank goodness. Wrong. There are so many adult situations that we go through that is the equivalent of being picked last for gym class. Case in point, I was out with some friends over the break, and... One of the girls in this group just does not like me for whatever reason. I'm not sure what I did to her. She's always just kind of dismissive to me, Um, rolls her eyes. I don't know. She's like a friend of a friend, but because we have the mutual friend, we see each other a lot. And I almost like try too hard just to like make her see like, I don't know what I did to you, but I am a nice person. So we're all there and I can just tell she's just, I don't know, whatever. She's She doesn't like me for whatever reason. And it's fine. So towards the end of the night everyone's like taking pictures and stuff and she goes we need to get a group picture and everyone's like yeah and she goes mercedes will you take this on my camera when you are the one that gets asked to take the group picture even though you came with that group that's the adult version of being picked last in gym class. You didn't try to go for, or she didn't try to go for the tripod. Nope. Let's grab someone. Excuse me, can you take our picture? It was hand the phone to Mercedes. If, oh. if it weren't for my friend who said no, I want her in uh-huh. it. Then she grabbed a server yeah. and the server took it. But she asked me to take the picture of the group. We need a group photo. Mercedes, will you take it? That is the equivalent. Uh, that's the adult <laughs> version of being picked last in gym class. What What other situations are like that? What else is an adult version of being picked last in gym class? 702-364-9400.
worst feeling ever. I'm just standing there. I go, oh, sure. And then my girlfriend's like, no, I want you in this. And then so she she grabbed a server to do it. There's um, and, and, and I know there's a financial thing to it behind this whole thing. So I completely understand. But we have some friends that we thought we were very, very close with. And they they recently got married and we were very excited about the engagement. Laura got invited to the bridal shower. We're like, awesome, cool. And we're expecting, we're, we're here. So then we start hearing some talk of other people saying they got the invite. They're looking forward to the date. And we're like, oh, we didn't get the invite to the oh, wedding. Oh, you didn't get invited. And then literally it was a text message the Wednesday before, maybe the Thursday before. Hey, guys, super last minute, but love to have you at the wedding this Saturday. We're like, oh, I thought we were first here. I thought we were, we were, we've been friends for a while. Laura was at the bridal shower. I thought we might get that wedding invitation when they went out, but apparently, you know, we were on the, the, the second tier or third tier when it comes to, you know, they had some space. Some people did RSVP and it's like, okay, who didn't we invite the first time around or second time around? Here we are the Wednesday before the wedding. Let me send a text message, invite you guys to the wedding. Being invited as an afterthought is definitely the adult version of being picked last in gym class. Definitely. It stung a bit when I got the text message. I'm like, ah, did you go? No, no, we had, we actually had plans that night. I think it was, you know what it was? It was that we had our, our dinner party. We had our dinner party that oh, night. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So Laura's like, sorry, you know, if you would have told us maybe one of the invitations first went out in July. <laughs> what else is that is the adult version of being picked last in gym class? This text just came in. It says, watching people plan an event in the same room as you, but not inviting you. Oh, yeah. When they're like, hey, we're all going out. Where, where should we meet? And you're sitting there and they're like, yeah, okay, cool. We'll see you then. But you don't get it. You're not a part of that. Oh, that hurts just hearing it. That is definitely what this one says. Watching a bunch of coworkers leave the office to have lunch together. Yeah, that stings. That has happened here before where uh, I, I one of our coworkers was like, you coming, with, are you coming to lunch with us? And yeah, I'm coming. And I was like, oh. Well, have fun. <laughs> and not that I wanted to go yeah, or anything. Just want the invite it, or would, something. it would be nice uh, to to do that. This text just came in and said I also was the one to be asked to take a picture, except it was with my husband. He asked me to take a picture of him and Penn and Teller after the show. I was so offended, so I know what that feels like. <laughs> Your husband's like, hey, babe, take a picture of me and Penn and Teller. I don't want you in this. <laughs> and then he posts it, shares it afterwards. Like, hey, where's your wife? Uh, photo credit, wife. It's Mix 94.1, Mercedes in the morning. It's time for Heads Up with Mercedes in the Morning on Mix 94.1. Hey, Isabella. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. We are ready to play Heads Up. Your caller 20. You ready to do this? Sure. All right. So you've got these uh, VIP four pack of tickets to the Bridal Spectacular for grabs. Two categories to choose from. Do you want to go with Dua Lipa or Ellis Island? Oh, um. Let's go Ellis Island. Okay, Ellis Island Day was on Monday. These are all popular island countries, okay? Ooh. Even though Ellis Island was not a, a country, but <laughs> we know what we know what yeah. yeah. So popular island countries. Who do you want to pick as your partner today? I'll pick you, Mercedes. Okay. All right, Isabella, you got sixty seconds on the clock. You get six correct, you're Gonna win, and you start now. Uh, they're very uh, famous for their reggae music that you would listen to. Um, uh, gosh, I don't know. Jamaica. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, this is down, down under. Uh, good day, mate. Australia. Yes. Uh, the Tokyo is in this country. 
Japan? Yes. Um, this is where, um, oh gosh, um, San Juan is in this. Um, Puerto Rico. Yes. This is, Steph was just there. She just visited the, this set of islands. Um, you speak Tagalog oh. there. Oh, Philippines. Yes. Uh, this is where um, Fidel Castro was from. Um, Cuba? Yes. yes. Wow. Yes. Isabella. Wow. You were awesome at that category. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. You know your islands, and you just got four VIP tickets and a VIP gift bag to the Bridal Spectacular Wedding Show at the Expo at World Market Center. So congratulations. We've got more of these passes tomorrow morning when you win heads up in the 8 o'clock hour. It's Mix 94.1. This is Mercedes in the Morning. Mix 94.1. It is Mercedes in the morning. I do, Does anyone else do this? Uh, at the beginning of a new year, uh, do you have any sort of like traditions or things that you do, superstitions for the new year? I, I, I'm a very superstitious person and I do this a lot. Do you do anything? There is the 12 grapes that, um, that I started years ago because uh, for Channel 8, we do the New Year's Eve show. And I started that with you at midnight. I would eat 12 grapes on TV and continue to do the New Year's Eve show. So I'd always bring the 12 grapes and I'd end up eating them on TV. This past year, I had my grapes ready to go. Uh, midnight rolls around, and I realized that I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm not going to be on TV again. I didn't eat my grapes on TV, and we're kind of wrapping things up. And I'm like, I got to pound these grapes. So I'm sitting there on Fremont Street. We're on this like scaffold looking down at the crowd and everything on this riser. And I'm pounding my 12 grapes. So I got my 12 grapes in. Not right at midnight. It was more about like 12.07 a.m. That's a big thing, especially like in the Hispanic culture is the grapes thing, the suitcase thing. Have you heard the suitcase No, what's thing? that one? That's where you take an empty suitcase and at midnight you run outside and you run around the block and that is going to be your... Uh, that's going to mean you're going to travel a lot that th- that year. Okay, so I had some a bunch of stuff to bring down with me, so I, br- I brought a suitcase with me down to Fremont Street. Uh-huh. So I entered my house when I got home at like one o'clock in the morning, rolling a fully loaded suitcase back it into my house. It has to be empty. Darn it! Yeah. Um, the thing I do is the underwear thing. The color of your underwear that you wear on New Year's Eve is going to dictate what you get for the new year. So like if you want a lot of love in your relationship, you wear red underwear. Uh-huh. Um, if you want to like strong friendships, you wear pink underwear. Um, if you want money, you wear green underwear. I wear green underwear. <laughs> How did you know this? Like how? Do, oh, that's like, just always been a thing. What's blue? I wear blue underwear. New Year's Eve. You wore blue underwear. Okay, hold on. Fun fact about me: anytime I'm on TV, I'm always wearing blue underwear. Blue underwear. New Year's is um, wellness, health, and tranquility. Oh, I'm down with that. So that's a okay. good one to have. And then um, I don't eat. I don't eat fish or chicken on New Year's Day because your luck will fly or swim away. So. No fish or chicken. Oh, I had chicken for dinner. But, <laughs> and then um, I always say, uh, I put my phone um, on shuffle on on um, Apple Music or, what, or whatever music I have. And I say, the first song it lands on is going to be my mantra, my forecast for the new year. So I wanted the first song that I played in 2024 to be a song that was going to be by BTS because I love BTS. So I went to my BTS playlist. I said, okay, this next song, when I hit shuffle, that will be the song that is going to dictate my year. And the song it landed on was 
my time. Have you heard that song? No. Before? Do we have that stuff? I think Steph was going to work on on putting that in, but my time by BTS. Uh, here it is. Uh, that's what it landed on. So I was like, I like it. This is good. My time. This is going to be my time. Um, I love even years. So those are kind of like the things I do going into the new year. I like that. The shuffle and whatever. Have you done that yet? I, I did not do the shuffle. I do remember hearing the first song that I did hear on New Year's Day was U2 and their song, uh, Who's Going to Ride Your Wild Horses? Oh, okay. Which is one of my favorite songs. We have two horses. So the, yeah, who's going to ride them? Who's going to ride them? I, let me do um, just based on BTS for you. Yes. Okay. The next song is going to dictate JC's year. Shuffle. Do you know what this song is? I like the sound of it. It's called Idol. Idol. Oh, what does that imply? Mm, I <laughs> they like call this. me honest. They call me Idol. <laughs> this should be a thing. It's not. It's, it's, it's the, what BTS song comes up. <laughs> And if you want to call us right now at 702-364-9400, Mercedes will hit shuffle. Do steps. So my okay. theme is my theme is idle. Okay. You can't stop me loving myself. <laughs> wow. That, 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 this is spot on. Okay, Steph, are you ready for yours? Shuffle. Oh, well, this one's specifically by J-Hope, and it's called Arson. <laughs> oh, you're going to burn it down this year. It's going to be a good year. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be on fire. Yeah. <laughs> or I, I, BTS, it's Stay Gold. So that's a good one, too. Okay. You I can like either that. burn it down or you just stay gold. <laughs> <laughs> hot, hot, hot. It's time for the Hot 3 on Mix 94.1. The Hot 3 is brought to you by Best Mattress. All right. So this morning, let's talk about uh, the whole situation with this Jeffrey Epstein the documents being released they were uh they believe that these this is gonna shed some light um based on those associated with the late sex offender there were 187 john j does that were among those listed um some names that came out include bill clinton donald trump prince andrew michael jackson david copperfield um alan dershowitz Al Gore, Stephen Hawking, Kevin Spacey. I think the people are still going through them, so there's nothing like terribly earth shattering that I've seen so far. But uh, this was this is going to be a big topic of conversation as people finally go through the release documents. I don't know if they're going to release any more, but uh, a lot of talk about this stuff. Yeah, lots of well, there's still many names to be released too, so we'll see. We'll see what mm-hmm. names pop up on there. And the thing you brought up earlier, the name of his jet, the Lolita Express. If that was actually the name of his jet, that, I mean, that is so creepy. That's just like blatantly throwing what's going on there yes. in your face. Hey, right? come with me to my island on the Lolita Express. You know what, dude? I'm good. Yeah, that's just shady all the way around. So also this morning, we talked about that whole situation that happened with Ian Ziering from 90210, where he was involved in an altercation with a motorbike gang in L.A. recently. And while well, police police reports said that the LAPD identified the actress the victim people from the gang are are shooting back saying no he started it two members of this 605 mini bike gang who go by the names roy and nocturnal they said that it was him who tried to cut their bikes off while doing a legal lane split they said he got out of his car on his own 
And there's video that backs this up. He got out on his own. He started the fight. When asked why he would do that, the bikers accused him of just having a bad day and taking out his frustration on them. Reports say that the the police are investigating the incident as felony vandalism. He called upon the the cops to do something about the lawlessness in the city. But it looks like maybe he was the one who started the whole situation. Well, the original video that came out, you see him throwing the first punch. He's he's the one that's because why we even brought that up is, is we didn't see what happened prior to that because in the video you see he's swinging at the people for the first time. You're assuming maybe they threw the first punch or did something. We didn't see that on video. But that's how the video starts. He gets out of his car and starts swinging. So whether something happened prior, we don't know. But the video itself, he throws the first punch. Yeah, Steve he, Sanders he, is throwing, throwing, throwing punches. And he was saying that they attacked him. But um, if, if you look at the video leading up to it, they were they were just doing a legal lane split. And he got mad about that. So ugh, we'll see what happens Displaced with that. Displaced anger. Yes, exactly. Okay, finally this morning, uh, ladies, it's time to stop plucking shaving, waxing, that is because it is January. (laughs) It's a fairly new, but not a brand new thing. It debuted in 2019. So it's the sixth year, fifth year, or counting that year so it's been going on for a few years the official january instagram account has over forty thousand followers and it says that their goals include promoting self-confidence challenging societal beauty standards and creating a supportive community where people can they share their journey one of the founders says that dedicating a whole month to it is liberating because it gets you thinking about the way you treat your body and why so we're supposed to not worry about the hair removal for this entire month of january don't you guys do no shave november i think so yeah Yeah. so january ladies don't don't even bother with the hair removal what else can we make with january january where you eat a lot of berries okay uh january chuck berry listen to chuck berry um what else (laughs) that's it that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Your January and Chuck Berry, man, those just sound like winners right there. <laughs> Anyone participating in January Chuck Berry? <laughs> you made a comment that you've been making some dated references on the show. I think the Chuck Berry one has to be the most. <laughs> <laughs> Gen Z's Googling, who oh is Chuck, Chuck Berry? Berry. <laughs> It's Mercedes in the morning. JC made a reference to Chuck Berry today. Raise your hand if you know who Chuck Berry is. What did he sing? I know the name. Uh, Wasn't he Johnny Be Good? I don't know. I don't know. I guess I could Google it. (laughs) It's better better without Google. Chuck Berry was Johnny Be Good. And it's it's funny because I mentioned this. I said this. I I use this phrase a lot, and I want to replace it, but I don't know what to replace it with. It's a dated phrase. When when someone says, and I I do use this a lot, oh, I sound like a broken record, meaning repeating the same thing over and over again. And some people are like, record, what's that, Gen Z, albums, huh? No, I'm sure they know what a record player is. But what's the new, is there a replacement phrase for that? Instead of saying, I sound like a broken record, what could one replace that with? I sound as though I keep repeating myself. Um, or do you want something like quirky? Yes. Quirky. Oh, why do you want it quirky? Why not just say what you mean? Because it has a little fun to it. It has what, a little flair to it. Another, I don't know. Steph, do you have another way to say that? Uh, all I can think of is I'm sounding repetitive, but. Yeah. Or um, 
per my last email. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, actually. Yeah, that is good. I'm, I'm trying to see what uh, what Google says. What what other phrases can you use instead of saying that you sound like a, a broken record? Um, what is the modern day equivalent to that? Um, Man, there's not really anything that that's coming up. I think you're either stuck with that or just say, I'm sorry to repeat myself, but it doesn't have that quirk that it you It doesn't mean. have it, too. Someone just uh, sent the text line, a glitch? Oh, I've got a glitch. I'm glitching. Uh, to me, that that's telling me that there's something wrong with you. Yeah, you know, I'm having a medical episode or something. I've got a glitch, Mercedes. There's a There's a phrase that I swear it's only used in my home. There, I, I never, I never hear anyone else use this word. And it, it, is there a word that only exists in your home? Maybe you guys made it up. Maybe it's just something that people don't say very often. My husband always uses the word cattywampus. Like what? What's wrong with that? What, or you know, why is your why is your shirt all cattywampus? Like if I look all disheveled or something, he'll call things cattywampus. And I've I had never heard that word ever in my life until I met him, and he I swear he is the only person who still uses it. It's one of those words that exists only in my home. Is that an old timey from like the nineteen twenties? Or that is a cattywampus over there. Yeah, or or he'll be watching a game and. It's some some football player will get hit and he'll, and he'll get up and walk back to the sidelines. He's like, oh, he's walking all cattywampus. And I, I finally go, I take it that means like weird? Uh-huh. Or he's like, it's like off. It's cattywampus. I, I, that is a word that only exists in my household. Let's, only. Let's get a list going here. So we got cattywampus in Mercedes' house. What's the term that's only used, or you're pretty sure it's only used in your house? We got cattywampus. For our house, it's knickknack. And knickknack is an after-dinner snack. And it's something that my mom did with us when we were kids. We would have a knickknack. You'd have your dinner and everything, but then we'd have knickknack. And I don't know where my mom got it from, but knickknack before we went to bed, had some cookies or something, you know, 730. And we use that now with the dogs. The dogs get a little tiny treat before they go to bed about 730. And so we'll say knickknack time and the dogs here knickknack they their eyes light up they jump up they know they're about to get a little treat before they go to bed i have heard that phrase before but it, it's always in that nursery rhyme that knickknack paddywhack give a dog a bone maybe that where that's, that's come from yeah maybe that's it. is there a phrase that exists only in your home or uh something that you don't hear anyone else say it's alden just says instead of cursing i say chocolate covered nuggets Um, Someone said for your uh, sounding like a broken record, you can say, I sound like mom for repetition. Oh, okay. That might be something that you want to say. Someone says they still use cattywampus in their home. I am am shocked. I never hear that. Let's talk to Peyton. Peyton, what is a word that only exists in your home? Hi. um, When my dad doesn't know what something is called or he can't think of the word, he says chingadaris. Chingadaris? a lot. <laughs> we say thingamabob. <laughs> What's that thingamabob? <laughs> I like that, Peyton. That's a good one. I think I'm going to add that to the dictionary here. <laughs> ah, the show is cattywampus. It really is. I mean, we must sound like a broken record. <laughs> Get engaged. X94.1. It's Mercedes in the morning. So there's been a shift. There's been a shift with Gen Z. And I didn't realize that... 
we had shifted to doing this online, but they're saying Gen Z is going to shake up the auto industry because this new study uh, has found that Gen Z does not want to buy online. They don't want to buy cars online. In fact, four and five will only buy in person. Only 9% choose to click uh, for their purchase online. Have you ever bought a car online? I did, actually. Yeah, my, my Dodge Challenger. I bought that online. It was through a program called Joy Drive. Sight unseen? You Sight just, unseen. Oh, man. I See, I, I'm one of those people that I have to see it. I have to smell it. I have to touch it i have to drive it i don't i that's one of those things i would never buy online yeah, it, and i was uh, hesitant at first but the program that they had at the time was i found this car was in bullhead city arizona and i love the car and they sent me a bunch of pictures and he goes through the paperwork and everything and then the guy he drove it up from bullhead city arizona to my house in the driveway and then he sat on my kitchen table and we came in i filled out the paperwork for my car in the kitchen table this was in beginning of 2020 and then um the, the car was mine and you had like a five-day return policy no questions asked unless maybe you totaled it but you could drive the car for five days and if you didn't like it for whatever reason you're like ah, i don't want it they would just come pick it up and everything be fine they're saying that this uh shift this generational shift it's it's kind of a surprise because typically gen z likes to do stuff online but when it comes to cars they they want to do it in person uh the two things they look for are low price fuel efficiency and they're actually getting a lot of praise for doing their homework and and taking about four weeks to buy their car doing the research that's good test driving what's the wildest thing you bought online like the, the craziest or most expensive or like kind of unique thing you bought online oh man um I, when we when we did our home renovation i bought a lot of stuff on online that just was sight unseen i i mean i, I saw it on the pictures a refrigerator i bought a stove i bought a microwave i bought um a table, a couple of tables. I bought chairs. That's about the crazy. I think the, like the refrigerator was the big one because it was a, it was a huge like refrigerator that goes into the wall and, uh-huh. and it had to have like certain specifications. And I was just like so nervous about making this big purchase. And when it came. It was one of those things where it was a gigantic truck that showed up uh-huh. with it and we had to wheel it into the garage. And so that was a little nerve wracking for me is I, I think the refrigerator that we bought online. How was it with the with the chairs too? like buying dining room chairs? And this was during the pandemic and you were doing this stuff. Yeah, right? it was. Was there any worry when you bought the chairs that they, they might not be comfortable or sit right? Because that's something you want to fit just right. I, we were going more for looks and I didn't even <laughs> think about that. And you're right i should have but these were like the the chairs that we were going to sit at at the kitchen table and they were super cute i'm like they're so cute didn't even think like i hope they're comfortable so they came and luckily they were comfortable but we were all just going for a certain look what's a besides a car what's the craziest thing you bought online well during the pandemic i, I bought a, a dirt bike i've always wanted a dirt bike as an adult and I, I bought one it was an enduro bike so it was you could take it in the trails but it was also street legal and I bought it online. It was during the pandemic, and the thing was delivered in a box, and I had to have someone come out and help me assemble my, my motorcycle. But, yeah, I guess I guess I bought a motorcycle, which I bought in April and October of the same year I sold it. That was a quick turnaround on that. Did you sell it online? Uh, I, did. <laughs> <laughs> I did on Craigslist. <laughs> Not surprised. <laughs> Guy came to my house and uh, did the deal, and then all, all is well. <laughs> I wonder where that bike is now. It's, it's being ridden somewhere in the hills. <laughs> I'm not- 
Traffic trending, trending, trending. Mercedes in the mornings. What's trending? What's trending on Mix 94.1. Christina Aguilera is trending this morning. The singer, she just kicked off her Vegas residency over at Voltaire at the Venetian. And it's now been put on pause. She got attacked by the flu bug. She made the announcement. In all caps, by the way, which is very suspicious, like she was yelling at us to tell us, but she made it on social media yesterday saying, after welcoming all of you to the new year uh, from the stage in Las Vegas, I've been welcomed with a new year flu. I'm sorry to share that my two shows this weekend will be rescheduled while I rest and my and I cannot wait to be back on that stage in a few weeks. You can get ticket refund information at VoltaireLV.com. The creator of Voltaire says that it's definitely going around. She's just one of the many cast and crew members who have been sick. They also said that both shows were oversold. So if you did purchase tickets or you had a table, you, you'll be refunded if you can't make the rescheduled dates. I want to see the all cast when she's <laughs> screaming. <it. laughs> and why does that just signal screaming? It's so funny. It's like, like ah, like if someone, if I, text someone and I'm like hi and they text me back hi <laughs> all cast are like whoa you're excited what's going on today I see that uh, I see that you do not follow Christina but I see that your husband follows Christina oh really yes I, I do not follow Christina <laughs> maybe I should maybe he gets screamed at <laughs> also trending this morning is Sierra Sierra is trending because we just found out she is distant cousins to a big sports celebrity it's New York Yankees baseball player Derek Jeter. She posted a snippet of her appearance on this week's episode of Finding Your Roots. It's a PBS series and it share it shows celebrities and they look through their ancestral histories, they discover secrets, they share their reactions with viewers and host Dr. Henry Louis Gates Jr. said that Derek Jeter is her DNA cousin. He says that there's a long identical stretch of DNA on their 14th chromosome, uh, which is a DNA that Derek inherited from his mother. So that's kind of cool to find out that you're who you're related to. Like, part of me would love to do that to find out if there's any relation to any celebrities out there. But then there's a whole nother like can of worms Pandora's box yeah, right exactly. there. And with that show, it's always unique stuff. Do you ever think they, they do a celebrity and they come back with like, oh, sorry, Steve Martin, I got nothing on you. I don't know. They probably wouldn't bother making the show yeah. on that episode. Sorry, like. we'll be honest. We found nothing good. And then finally, this morning, Sweethearts is trending. Valentine's Day around the corner. A new candy has just landed. Those Sweethearts, which are the little conversation hearts with the messages like, be mine and I love you. Well, now they're doing a special version of those for single people who are caught up in situationships. Now, a situationship is a romantic or sexual relationship that's not considered to be really formal or established. So it's it's more than a hookup, but it's not exclusive. Well, starting next week, Sweethearts is going to sell boxes of situationship hearts that look just like the normal hearts. The only difference is the words are kind of blurry and they're hard to read, which they say is exactly why they're doing it because Gen Z relationships are hard to read. Situationships are hard to read. They say that they're literal mixed messages that you'll be getting. I think it sounds like they're repurposing the misprinted hearts that they're making for the sweethearts, but that's just my theory. They go on sale at Sweethearts Candy at six o'clock on Monday morning. And that is what's trending. 
Mix 94.1, Mercedes in the morning. And that is it for us on a Thursday. Thanks so much for joining us. We will be back tomorrow for a finally Friday show. Can't wait to see you guys then. We'll have the Friday Rewind in the 9 o'clock hour and also a brand new year of the Oh Wow Will. We'll be kicking that off right after 8 o'clock tomorrow, so make sure you are listening for that. We are headed out. J-Love on the way next, but right now it's time for the line of the day. Today was our third show of the year, and I think we already have a line of the year contender. When I was in college, I didn't have a washer and dryer in my apartment. I just got tired of walking down to the laundromat. So I remember putting my socks. I just needed clean socks. So I put them in, ran the dishwasher, but I had regular stuff in there. And so obviously the socks, that material just caught all the food. So when the dishwasher was done, I opened it up. My socks had, there's meat on it. It was just nasty. Why would you put your socks in with your dishes? It was, I was in college. blockhead were you? <laughs> Blockhead is the word of the year. Yes, it is. <laughs> Start using Blockhead. Well, that'll do it for show number 1976 of Mercedes in the Morning. Did you miss any part of Mercedes in the Morning? Catch up now by downloading today's show on the Odyssey app. Mercedes in the Morning returns tomorrow morning on Mix 94.1.